Yo, 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 podcast fam, what is up? Welcome back to Thrive University. I am your host and professor here at Thrive U, Jeremy Abramson. And ladies and germs, I hope that you had a fantastic Thanksgiving. I hope that you spent meaningful time with your family, with your loved ones. And it's been such a challenging year. And many of us haven't been able to spend physical time with our family, with our loved ones. And I hope you are using this holiday season to really strengthen and deepen your connections, whether that's virtually or hopefully you have the chance to connect in person. And I just wanted to say that I'm thankful for you. I am thankful for your energy. I'm thankful for your support. I'm thankful for your presence. And before we dive in to today's show, I just wanted to let you know that Live Ultimate is offering a crazy Black Friday weekend special with all of their superfoods and skincare. So whether you want the Ultimate Shrooms, which is what I put in my coffee every day, or the Ultimate Elixir, which is 25 organic superfoods, or the EWG Verified Skincare, which is something that I use every morning and every evening. Uh, It's cleared up a lot of my issues uh, with my skin and has provided me with such a feeling of clarity and freshness. I feel so fucking good after putting that stuff on. And you know I don't talk about anything that I don't believe strongly in. So if you want to take advantage of these ridiculous promos, like there's so many of them, it's not worth me using up a bunch of audio to talk about, just head over to liveultimate.com slash podcast. All right. And check those out. And today's show is a very special and unique one. It is with my girlfriend, Laura. And this is a fairly new revelation. Um, A lot of you messaged me on Instagram when I posted about her in my story asking like, yo, this kind of came out of nowhere. Where'd you guys meet? Who is she? And I figured why not just sit down with her while she was staying at my house in California and answer your questions. So just a warning, the audio is not so great. We were also recording an IG live. So there's some complications there and we are outside of my backyard. So there's some birds chirping, which hopefully you'll enjoy and appreciate, but it's kind of rough at times, the audio. So just buckle up and we get open, we get honest and I hope you enjoy this. And I hope it encourages you to dive deeper into your relationships and ask yourself, what is it that you want in a partner? What is it that you want in a friend? And I hope this episode provides you some context, some clarity, and I love you. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? Today, I am with Laura. Say hello. Hi. And we are actually recording a podcast right here. And a lot of you have been messaging me about how I met Laura and other things like that. So today we are going to talk about all those things. So we're excited. We're in my backyard. It's Laura's last day. And then she goes back to Belgium. So let's jump right in. Do you want to start and tell everyone how we met? And you have to speak up a little bit, babe. Okay. 
Um, where did I watch? A pizza. Yeah, but I mean. Either one, right here. Fine. <laughs> okay, so we met about a year and four months ago. Speak in... a little louder. Ah, I have to yell. A little bit. We met about a year and four months ago in Ibiza, Spain, where we went on a boat party. Yeah, a boat party together. Um, well, we didn't go together, actually. No, we met on the boat party. I actually went on the party with <laughs> two... Oh, my gosh. Okay. I actually went on the boat party with two other girls, but then I saw Laura and I was immediate, like, immediately thinking like, okay, how am I going to remove myself from these two girls and get myself closer to this one? And I think I did a pretty good job. Well, at first I saw you with those two girls and I was like, there's no way that he has a shot with me, <laughs> but... <laughs> I changed here that. Here I am. <laughs> here I am. Here you are. So, so after Ibiza, fuck. I'm getting a phone call. Yo, my bro, I'm podcasting. I got to call you in an hour. All right, love you. Bye. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Couple calls keep coming in. Anyways, so in Ibiza, on this boat. We immediately connected and we went to this rock and Laura was like, oh my gosh, I was like, I want to jump from the rock. And she was like, oh my gosh, that's so scary. I've never done that. And then I basically supported her and coached her through the experience and you crushed it. Yeah. You made me jump off that, off that rock. Yeah. And she jumped off. She confronted her fears. And that's when we shared our first kiss, was on that rock before you jumped, right? Yeah. That's when we kissed. It was beautiful. And then after Ibiza, because she had to return back from Belgium, she had to return back like the next day or two days later. The next day, yeah. Yeah, I remember like your rental car situation. That was a whole nother adventure. Um, but then we actually decided to spontaneously meet up in Paris like three days later. So I flew to Paris. She drove from Belgium to Paris. And we had like 36 hours there. Yeah, something like that. And then you came back home with me and to Belgium. She kidnapped me and brought <laughs> me back to her home in Belgium, which was beautiful too. And you made me feel very at home. And yeah, and then, so we had a good connection. I think we had a very strong connection from the first time we connected. Yeah. But obviously we live across the world from each other, which is a challenge. Still is. Still is, yes. And we then stayed in contact pretty consistently. And you came to Miami last December. November. November, around your birthday. Yeah. And then we went on a cruise to DR, Dominican Republic. And we also had a great time. I feel like I was also like not as present as I would have liked to have been during that time. Yeah. You had a, 
a lot of things that you try to combine with showing me around and you were very stressed mm. at times so but i did enjoy seeing you again but yeah. honestly i thought that was going to be the last time that i saw you really yeah mm yeah so that's funny because the universe had other plans mm. and we've been talking periodically since then a little more frequently late as of late and then you like three weeks ago or four weeks ago a month ago you're like i'm gonna come visit yeah yeah she was like i'm gonna come visit and this is very challenging because as you know during these times travel especially internationally is kind of a bitch so <laughs> So you had to quarantine in Aruba for two weeks. Yeah, I could not go from Belgium to the States. I had to be two weeks in another country. And but I had fun. I had fun. You had fun in Aruba. Yeah. Yes. And and yeah, I I was very excited slash a little nervous for you to come because you're staying here with my parents. So I'm like this is a first thing for me, a first time, even though I'm 30, I've never had like a woman stay over for an extended period of time. So I was like, this is going to be an interesting experiment. Um, <laughs> but I really was committed this time to taking care of a lot of my work before you came so I could be more present and so I could be a better host and a better friend and a better partner. Yeah, you you stepped up your game. It was really good. You were a good host. Thank you, Lars. And I've spoken about this a little bit before, especially since my last ayahuasca experience where I realized that I was really struggling to fully receive from the divine feminine. Yeah. And you helped really break that barrier for me. I'm happy I was success. <laughs> yeah. You, like, even the first couple nights we were intimate, it was, it was amazing. But it, I still found myself, like, not fully 100% letting go. And then... I feel like this weekend, I was like, I was fully torn apart. <laughs> we had such a beautiful weekend, yeah. stay, staying in Carmel and um, yeah, just surrendering to the flow. And I'm curious to know um, for you, like what, number one, like what was your first impression of me? Uh, number two, why didn't you think we were going to see each other again after your Miami trip? And number three, what has been like the biggest realization or breakthrough or takeaway for you during this trip, during the last six days we've spent together? Okay, so... Um, speak up a little bit. Yeah. My first impression of you was I thought you were this very spontaneous, energetic person with Charisma, how do you say that? Charisma, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I thought you were very cute, 
but because I saw you with those women, I was like, no, he's he's a player, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give in to that. Even though I was immediately attracted to you, mm. I was like, no way, no yeah. way. But then when we started talking, and I realized that we had a lot of stuff in common, and that you, yeah, that you had a lot of interesting things to say. That's when I, I was like, okay, fuck it. <laughs> and then uh, in Miami, how I say that? I don't know, baby. You gotta say it. Moving this even closer. All right. It's not like I didn't want to see you anymore. Obviously, I did, but because I really liked you, and I knew that that was painful in a way because I wanted to spend more time with you, and that was not possible. And I didn't know what your point of view was, so that's why I was like, I need to move on. Mm. Yeah. Yet, here I am. So what was your experience in that last year, like maybe dating other guys or that type of thing? Like what type of situations did you encounter and what ultimately kept you here? Uh. So yeah, I I started. Oh, uh, it's not working anymore. I think the temperature got so hot. It's okay. Keep going, babe. Yeah. So yeah, I after I came back from Miami, I started dating someone really fast. Hmm. Who was not right for me at all <laughs> but it was like a good person okay but it was more because i just really tried to move on <laughs> even though i don't have a problem with being alone it was just like trying to like switch my focus mm. but that obviously didn't <laughs> didn't work and yeah, afterwards and the quarantine came and I had a lot of time to reflect on what I really want and that I didn't want anything less than what I deserve. Mm. That's really beautiful. I think a lot of people, they forget that they are worthy and they settle for someone who maybe doesn't align with their values oh, and their yeah. vision. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you took action and you recognized that this person wasn't right for you. Yeah. And after we had been talking a little more, you decided to spontaneously come visit. Yeah. But also because you started like, you started talking to me a little bit differently. So, you know, you were a little bit more open about your feelings. So I was like, I just want to see what this could or could not bring. 
Mm. Yeah. yeah. I feel like being open and expressing ourselves as men especially can be very challenging. Scary. But it feels so much better because then it's like, okay, if this doesn't work, at least I communicated everything I wanted to. And if it does, it's like you see me and you accept me and you understand me. And we have those more meaningful conversations. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing. No problem. <laughs> so have you ever been in a, have you ever been in a conscious relationship like this where it's, built around a lot of spirituality health communication vulnerability not at all no not at all mm. but this is way better than any other kind of relationship she's sometimes a little insecure about her english even though her english is fucking amazing so <laughs> so keep keep communicating and we'll yeah. keep practicing so yeah for me honestly it was one of those things that i was never it, i've i've never i've always had kind of this thing that we call in america like shiny object syndrome so not just with relationships but also with uh also with work um, and projects and stuff. It's like, I'm working on something and then maybe something I think is better or more cool or more attractive comes along and I'm like, ooh, but that looks good too. So I feel like I was scared to commit myself fully to a relationship. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Especially in our situation, like, it's not the convenient, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Hello on IG Live. Sorry about that. My phone overheated. I'm just here with Laura and we're talking about some of the story of how we met and relationships, limiting beliefs. So if you want to learn a little more about our story, continue coming through. You guys can drop any questions as well. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys have any questions for either one of us, you can drop them below and we'll try to spot them. But anyways, uh, so yes, this has been for me a very big, a very big transformation being able to receive from you and also also, I realized that one of the things I think preventing me from being able to fully receive from a woman was my mom. So I spoke about this briefly, but for those of you who don't know, Jewish mothers tend to be very protective, especially over their sons. And I feel like my mom had this story and narrative that if somehow I was giving my love to another woman, it would take away from the love I had for her. 
which is silly, but I think that was the story that she had told herself. So it was hard for me to like show affection and show love to another woman in front of my mom. But I think it's been really beautiful how you have like connected with my mom and she's so sweet. Yeah. She's an amazing mother that you have. Look, there's people from the dance crews who are watching. Really? Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> yes. So because we're recording this podcast, we'll try to keep this pretty smooth in terms of flow. But if you do have any questions, feel free to drop them in. And I'm curious to know, because you mentioned motherhood mm-hmm. and my mom being an amazing mom, um, you're a mother. Yeah. And I had the chance to spend time with Adriana, your incredibly curious, beautiful, fun, kind-hearted, beautiful soul daughter. So I want you to maybe share some experiences about being a mother, being a single mom, and some of the challenges and some some of the experiences from that. So I... I'm a very young mother. I became a mom when I was 20. Uh, And I was basically still a kid when I had her. Um, It's not always easy. Like I had to learn to take responsibility before I was actually ready to do that. I didn't know what I wanted, what I wanted for myself in life yet. And I had to take care of another human being. But at the same time, I feel like I've learned so much just from being a mom about loving someone unconditionally, about patience, about taking care of yourself and others. Mm. I've learned to take better care of myself by being a mom because I want to be as good as I can be to be able to take care of her as good as I can. Mm. Plus, even with relationships, I always ask myself the question now, do, would I agree if someone would treat my daughter this way? Mm. And if the answer is no, then why would I let someone treat me in that way? Mm. So it has helped me a lot with growing in general. That's a beautiful question to ask. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, I've been able to witness you being a mother and how much you love your daughter and how much you prioritize her. And it's beautiful. So I acknowledge you for that. Um, My shaman from Mexico, Herbert Quinteros. He said, love is the medicine. And Herbert, my brother, was after my ayahuasca experience where I realized that I was unable to receive fully from the divine feminine. I asked Herbert, I was like, what can I do about this? Like, I want to address this. I want to be able to receive. I don't want this to be holding me back any longer. And he said, that I needed to address the relationship with my mom. So Herbert really helped guide me in the right direction. So mm-hmm. te agradezco mucho, hermano. 
y gracias por todo y eres increíble. Um, so yes, so thank you so much for that, brother. I appreciate you. We appreciate you. And what would you like to talk about? What I like to talk about? What would you like to talk about next? <laughs> you should have prepared this better. <laughs> she's a little nervous. Yeah. So why don't we talk about, before we talk about your first psilocybin experience this weekend, why don't we talk about the qualities now that you really look for that attract you to me and how can someone maybe who is struggling to find a good supportive partner, maybe they're right now in a toxic relationship, what advice would you give them to maybe remove themselves and start respecting themselves more? Uh, I'll answer that last question first. So people tend to have a lot of excuses why they can't leave a toxic relationship mm. because financial reasons, because of what other people might say, because of the children or because of what their life supposed to look like. And I say that's all bullshit. Mm. Oh, <laughs> say it a little louder, baby. It's all bullshit because yes. in the end, Every situation is temporary. So even if it's hard in the beginning, there's always like something better when you take when you take the chance. Like when I when I left the father of my daughter, we were he's not a bad person, but we were not a good match and we were very toxic together. And at that moment I was really like I was doing an internship I had almost no money mm. coming in what was your internship for in a hair salon okay so I was doing that so I was not having that much income I I was scared of being a single mom at the age of 22 I didn't want my daughter to go through the same as I did because my parents divorced when I was seven mm. And those are things that were stopping me from, you know, making that move. But in the end, like you, you have to follow your heart. And if, if you're not happy, then you shouldn't do it. Yeah. I feel like staying in a toxic relationship for Adriana's sake, she would have picked up on that. And she already was, as you told me, like, when yeah. you guys were having an argument when she was only two years old and she kind of sensed the energy and the vibe, like, why do you guys keep fighting? So kids are so in tune to this yeah. energy that's constantly happening around them. And if they sense some disease, they're going to ask about it. And that's what you got to love about kids. They, they speak their mind. Plus when they see, when they see you fighting, they think that's normal. That that's normal. That that's constantly going on in a relationship. Mm. And that was not a good situation to stay in. And that was the best move that I ever made. 
because before that I have I had never lived by myself. I was living first with my parents, then with my ex, and I had never been on my own. I didn't even know who I was without mm. without someone else telling me who I should be or what I'm supposed to be doing mm. and everything changed from there. But it's scary. It's very scary. Yeah. You leaned into that fear. I think that's so true. What you said is like a lot of us don't even know who we are and we're searching for somebody to somehow complete us because we don't feel like we're complete as we are. So it's a really good opportunity for people to tap in and ask yourself, what are your values? What are those things that are really important to you? What is what are those things you want to attract in a partner and your friends and a business partner with the relationships around you? Um, all of this stuff that we're talking about is fully applicable to any sort of friendship or relationship, you know. And you know, it takes time. It takes a lot of time and it takes it requires you to get out of your comfort zone and to go do things that you've never done, because that's when you find yourself in a way. For example, traveling, I feel like that helps so much. Traveling mm. by myself. Mm. So many people are scared to do that. Yeah, but it's the best. I, I, I always have like anxiety when I leave. Yeah. But then I, after I'm always like, wow, this is the best thing I could have done. And I always go back home, mm. like changed. Not changed, but like with new perspective. Yeah. Mm. And it just keeps you, it helps you grow and you know, find clarity about who you are and what you want and what matters in life. You're so inspiring. I love listening to you talk. Okay, you mentioned changing your perspective. So that's a good segue into Sunday. We had a little psilocybin journey. Um, I had given you psilocybin in the past, but it was like very small because I wanted to make sure that it was very gentle, but you didn't feel anything either of those times. And on Sunday, we went on a beautiful nature hike and I gave you around a gram and you definitely felt it this time. I definitely did, yeah. So what were some of the realizations you had? What were some of the perspectives that you became aware of? At first, I noticed that I had like a sense of loss of control mm. and it it created more anxiety and it was I was like how long how long is this gonna be in my system I was like I, I don't want it anymore because I had like the feeling of yeah I, that I wanted to keep control over the situation mm. but then when you told me to just breathe and let go and you know, surrender. That's when I started to get the positive experiences. Like just life became more colorful, more magic. Like I already am drawn to nature and the, the beauty of nature, but it was like times a hundred. And I feel like I, I've gained so much clarity yeah. while I did that. Yeah. Yo, 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 I am sorry for interrupting today's show, but 
Are you ready to take your movement, mindset, and nutrition to the next level? Well, if you answered yes, I have great fucking news. I am accepting applications for my 12-week one-on-one coaching program called Thrive. And this program is unlike anything you've ever experienced. You get daily one-on-one access with me. You're going to have my personal number. I'm going to hold you accountable. I'm going to call you out on your shit. But here's the thing. Only apply if you are ready to invest in yourself. This program is not for everyone. I only work with five students at a time. So if you're interested, DM me the word thrive on Instagram at Coach Jeremy 305. DM me the word thrive at Coach Jeremy 305 right now. Now let's get back to the show. Yeah, that's a really important part. Regardless of what the medicine of choice is, the surrender aspect, I think, is the one that people have the biggest challenge with, is we have this addiction to being in control. And once we are put in a position where we're no longer the main driver of the car, which is beautiful because you, you can take pressure off yourself. You can take in all of these lessons and divine downloads from nature. But oftentimes we're so caught up in still overthinking, overanalyzing every little detail that it steals away from our experience. Yeah. So when you're fully able to tap into your breath and surrender, which is much easier said than done, um, you're able to access a whole new experience. So what were some of the things in particular? Are there anything, are there any things you want to share? Maybe that were monumental for you? Yeah. So one of the biggest insights that I had was at first I, I wanted to take care of you. I remember that you were cold <laughs> on that beach. I didn't bring a sweater. It and, might have been a mistake. Yeah, and I was constantly like, let me let me warm you. I don't want you to be cold. I don't want you to be cold because I'm very nurturing. Like, I want to take care of the people that I love. And all of a sudden, I had this idea, like, I'm always taking care of everyone that I love. And I love doing that, but I forget to take care of myself mm-hmm. sometimes. Even though I take care of, like... I, what I eat and I do my workouts and I I do yoga and I you know I travel so it's not like I'm not taking care of myself but mentally like yeah just not always being gentle for myself and as loving as caring as I am for others Mm. and that's something I should work on so that was like I think one of my biggest takeaways and then also just like seeing people beautiful energy yeah just i feel i felt like i was feeling way more connected to everything and everyone and just seeing way more the beauty and like all the negative disappeared Mm. and i saw your aura (laughs) my what's my aura bright blue bright blue or light blue light blue ocean blue ocean blue aura which represents it was the throat chakra. I know that. And it represents leadership and a strong voice. And I told you yesterday. Yeah. It was really aligned. 
with who I am. So I was surprised. Yeah. Like whenever my eyes were closed, I turned to you and I saw this bright, like ocean blue mm. in front of my eyes. It's very, it's funny. I love that. Thank you, babe. Someone asked, hey, Tana, welcome, welcome. So someone asked, what is one word you can suggest to keep a strong relationship with your partner? Um, well, this is something that is a little new to me. However, I've done a lot of deep work on myself, really dating myself and seeing like, who am I? What do I stand for? What do I stand against? What is it that I'm attracting into my life? And uh, what do I need in a partner? What do, what do I, what do I want to create in terms of that partnership? So for me, that requires a lot of open conversations, communicating, asking questions, um, being willing to have those challenging conversations and share vulnerably, which I feel like, again, is something a lot of men struggle with. Um, in addition, uh, I would say... I would say trust too just being able to trust your partner and trust yourself and not constantly be ruminating in the past about old relationships that maybe let you down or didn't meet expectations um a lot of times we carry that baggage into a new relationship and it's really not fair and i think it happens all the time so if you could say maybe one word, what would you choose? Vulnerability. Mm. And that requires trust and courage. Mm. Definitely does. And I think that sometimes people are scared to do that, as am I. Like, you know, you put up these walls because of everything that happened in the past and you're afraid to get hurt. And you know, to, to open yourself up like that to another person because you want to protect yourself from being hurt. But in the end, you just as well get hurt, you know, because you cannot stop feeling something. You're just not going to share, like you're not going to give the relationship the chance that it deserves mm -hmm. if you're going through that. Yeah, so many people right now, are walking around with wounded hearts and they're emotionally unavailable. Um, they're emotionally unavailable because of those wounded hearts. And they're, when, when you do that, when you're closed off to possibilities and you're constantly living in the past, it's really going to limit your potential in terms of attracting what it is that you truly deserve and desire. Uh, that sounded good. That was good. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I agree with vulnerability for sure. So be willing to have those challenging conversations. Can vulnerability, can vulnerability turn be turned into courage? I think they're very related. It um, takes courage to be vulnerable, basically. Yeah, I would say so. And and there's also like. I feel like people who are fake vulnerable 
they do it because like maybe they think it's something the other person wants. Um, but yeah, this is important. And the quicker that you can be more open and vulnerable with someone, I think it's going to build that trust and accelerate the process because a lot of people are beating around the bush and they're not really having meaningful conversations because we've been programmed to operate from the surface level. So yeah, good question. Um, appreciate you coming in with that. And we've been acing that from the start. What's that? Like deep, meaningful conversations. Yeah. He basically skipped the small talk. Yeah. When you travel, I feel like it forces you, or it's a great thing because you're not, you're not limited by all this stuff back home or your job or your, you know, a, you're in a much more free place to operate from without so much judgment and fear. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's been, it's been a fun journey and I'm excited to see where things go. Yeah. Obviously you're going back to Belgium tomorrow, but I'm pretty committed to going there in the near future, probably February to visit and spend some time together and just continue exploring what's possible. You know, I really feel like a very strong connection to you that I haven't experienced before. Likewise. And um, I feel like it's definitely worth continuing to invest and explore. And honestly, whatever, whatever happens from it happens. You know, I'm just really operating from an open heart. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah, we don't have everything figured out, that's for sure, but we take it step by step and see how things go. For sure. Yeah, babe. Um, so, because this is my podcast yeah. also, mm-hmm. uh, and this is Thrive University, so we might have to talk louder because of this construction happening. Um, yeah, baby, we definitely have to talk louder. Okay, so I'm curious to know. Hello, India. Coming to visit there soon. Um, I'm curious to know, because this is Thrive University, my mission, our mission here is to educate and empower everyone listening, everyone watching with tools to take their health and happiness to the next level, the things that they weren't taught in school. So I'm curious to know for you, what is something that you wish you were taught in school? Um, I wish I was taught in school um, meditation. Mm. I feel like that's something that is so strong. And a lot of people say like, that's not something uh, for me. That's not for me. And, and they've never tried it. They have no idea what benefits that gives you and how it helps you with focusing and like switching off the white noise. How you say that? Yeah, switching off like the prefrontal cortex. We, like there's just, a lot of neurological terms. It's taking your brain waves like this to much slower right yeah but, yeah 
Um, definitely that, and also more about emotions and dealing with your emotions. Emotional intelligence. Yes, emotional intelligence. Okay. That's very important because so many kids, they have problems in school because they are scared to not do well enough or to, you know, like fear of failure. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you can take a lot of that away if, if you teach them how to deal with anxiety and with, yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I love that. Okay, what would you say are three secrets, three keys to thriving? Not just living a life of mediocrity, of being average, of surviving, of being stressed all the time, but of really thriving and living an abundant, joyful human experience. Okay, so stop listening to what other people say that you should do and follow your own intuition. Okay. Um, let me think. I had another one. <laughs> you have two more. Yeah. So trust your intuition and stop, stop, stop investing in other people's opinions. Yeah. Okay. Get out of your comfort zone and find people who help you do that. Mm. That's the second one. And then treat your body as a temple. Treat mm. it with respect. I love that. That's so good. So we have trust your intuition. We have get out of your comfort zone. Yes. And <laughs> don't worry. So and scary. our third one, a bee just came in. Laura got very scared. And the third one is treat your body like a temple. I love those three. Um, we met in Ibiza one year and four months ago. I'm answering this. Yeah. We we explained that, but then but then the video got caught or cut off because it overheated. But yes, we met in Ibiza. I was with two other girls. Then we went on a boat boat party, and then I saw Laura, and I was like, "Holy shit, she's so sexy. She's so beautiful. I need that. I want that. I desire that." So I ditched the other girls while on the boat, which was a little uncomfortable. But again, I had to trust my intuition, and. I did that. We had a beautiful dinner that night in Ibiza instead of partying or doing any of those juvenile things. Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, but anyways, uh, then we spent time together. We were in contact. She visited me in Miami a year ago, and now she's been in California for the last week. So I think a good lesson to this story is to be open to possibilities and you'll be spontaneous yeah be spontaneous and don't always be so stuck in this little box you have to leave the box if you want to really experience life in its fullest yeah so yes someone said that they love your accent i love her accent yeah. too especially when she says certain things like i don't know <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So, yeah. Um, well, Amor, Amorcita, is there anything else we've been 
doing this for about 45 minutes. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about or mention or anything like that? I don't know. <laughs> uh, what do you think that people would like to hear? I think we... You said it all? I think we provided a lot of a lot of good value um i know some people were like some people were messaging me like where did laura come from how did you leave the box and you have obligations financially financial specifically so great question i'll answer this first and if laura has anything to add so someone asked how do you leave the box and by the box we just mean your comfort zone your limited context your 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 need to be safe and that's usually what the ego does it tries to keep you safe and comfortable and it'll do that at all costs so you asked um how do you leave the box when you have obligations specifically financial ones like starting a business so Starting a business is getting out of your comfort zone, first of all. You know, any time that you are investing in yourself and building something and creating something, it's a huge, uh, it's a huge discomfort, you know, and I've experienced that as well. So, first of all, acknowledge yourself for doing that. And then also understand that the only way your business is going to grow is if you grow. You know, if you're staying stagnant and staying the same and neglecting your health and neglecting your relationships, maybe your business will grow for a year, but it's not going to be a beast for five years or 10 years or 20 years because what you're going to attract is other people who don't give a shit about personal growth of their health. So um, that's what I would say in regards to that. Do you have anything to add? Well, I don't have the about the financial stuff and starting a business i have no idea about that kind of stuff uh, but leaving the box like i have a responsibility towards a, my daughter and i had to let go of mom guilt in order to do stuff for me mm. and that also requires me to get out of my comfort zone Basically, sometimes you have to stop overthinking things and just do it if it feels right. Mm. And if it's too scary, then take it step by step. Start, start small. Just take a cold shower. Yeah. Start small. Build that momentum. All right, love. We'll wait here like a couple more minutes and see if anyone asks questions. And then we're going to continue enjoying this amazing sunny day. My last day with you for now. For now. Oh, Naya joined. Naya. Naya's like one of my BFFs, and she's probably the most badass yogi in the world. That's awesome. Yeah, she's the best. All right, does anyone have anything else to chime in with? Anything, anything at all. I'm glad we did this. Me too. I'm super nervous. I feel like it's good to just share. And like, this is probably a conversation we would have just you and me. So why not? Yeah, exactly. Why not share it with others? Oh my gosh, Naya, you missed the whole thing. Okay. So 
I'll give you a quick summary. First of all, can you say hello to Naya? Hi. <laughs> okay, so Naya, we're gonna do this, do not leave, all right? Basically, we talked about um, how we met, which was in Ibiza in July of 2018. 2019, maybe. 2019, sorry. So a year and a half ago in Ibiza, I met Laura on a boat party and she basically was in love with me the first moment she saw me and I felt the same way. Anyways, um, so, so basically I actually went on the boat with two other girls that I had met at my hostel. But when I saw Laura, I was like, oh my gosh, I, I don't care that I came with these other people. I'm going all in on Laura and it worked. And basically <laughs> we had dinner that night, we talked, we connected, and then she had to go back to Belgium. Uh, and then three days later we met in Paris for like 36 hours. It was the most romantic 36 hours of my life. Do you agree? Definitely. Except this, this past weekend, I think might've been better. Mm. Um, yeah. And then we stayed in contact, but obviously she lives in Belgium. So there's challenges there. Right. And she came to Miami last December, November to visit. We connected and now she's been in California the last week. And I've been in a place where I'm more self-aware that I'm ready to receive from the divine feminine. And there was no better person to teach me those valuable lessons than you. So mm -hmm. thank you. Thank you so much. And is there anything you want to add for Naya? Uh, I, I think you said it all. I'm just very happy to spend time with you and get to know you better and i feel like when you know that you're connecting with someone on a deeper level you just have to go all in and see where it, where it brings you mm, yeah so we're not attached to do you facetime often not enough i <laughs> it's gotten better though it's gotten better yeah. like i would say like twice a week yeah lately it's been twice a week Abraham cried a little bit. He's a little pussy, so I'm not surprised. Just kidding. Um, love you, AB. You've always talked about gratitude. What is the first priority or your top three when you have a chance to articulate them? Top. My, the top three, three, top three things that I'm grateful for? Um, definitely the sunshine. Uh, I would say just having the freedom to be in whatever place I want to be. Like I've been spending the last two months in California with my family, which has been amazing. Before that, as, as you probably know, I was in Miami and I have a lot of travel planned for the next year. So having that freedom is number two. And then number three, I would say is the relationships in my life, including this one and including Naya, including Abraham, the people that just jumped on this live. Um, Honestly, the quality of life is determined by your quality of relationships. So I'm super grateful for having a strong support system because I know that it makes this human experience so much more enjoyable and I'm going to be able to accomplish so much more with strong, powerful people by my side. So those are my three. I have to say mine. Okay. Uh, so I'm 
also most grateful about the the people that I have in my life, the my closest relationships. I am grateful for the unexpected stuff does that make any sense yeah for all the possibilities yeah like just every time it's like oh something new that i never thought that was possible and i'm grateful for nature and the plant medicine this weekend helped me even have more of that the first psilocybin vibin experience with this one and it was honestly I'm so grateful that I was there to experience yeah. uh, that. Pleasure. Oh, Naya is so amazing. Naya, you're the best. I love you so much. And yeah. So if no one else has any other questions, we are going to hop off. We were also recording a podcast. So this entire conversation will go live in like a couple weeks. If you want to listen to the entirety of the conversation. Um, any final words you want to say? No, I'm good. You're good? <laughs> I'm good. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. I'm not used to this kind of things. I know. You're so amazing for stepping out of your comfort zone. That was good. Anyways, I feel like this conversation is going to add a lot of value for people. So that's what I'm about is just being open and honest and sharing my stories and hopefully someone out there can relate to them and learn from them and connect with them. Uh, appreciate that, Joji. Um, much love. And if you haven't already, please, please, please support the podcast by hitting the link in my bio and just go to the podcast and leave a review. It helps out so much. The goal is to get to 325 by the end of the month and we're at 319. And I'm giving everybody who listens and and leaves a review, I'm giving them a free 15 minute uh, Zoom call with me where you can ask any questions, you can ask me anything, we can connect. So send me a screenshot after you leave a review and I really can't wait to connect with you. Um, Thank you in advance for showing love and talk soon. Peace. All right. That is the end of the show. Thank you so much for listening until the end. Your time, your energy is sacred, and I appreciate you spending it with me here today. Now, it's your turn. Spread and share this message with someone that you think would get value from it. That is ultimately how we amplify our impact on this planet. And if you were inspired in this episode, please let me know on Instagram at Coach Jeremy 305 and leave a review. It takes 12 seconds and it means the world to me. It helps us reach more people. So you can do that in the iTunes store. Much love, fam. And I'll see you back here next time. Peace.